0: Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Unlocking with Adam Pike. This is the first one in the new year, and uh, we have a guest on today. You might have seen him on a couple seasons of Big Brother U.S. and also MTV The Challenge. And this is David Alexander. How's it going?
1: Adam, what's up, man? A pleasure, an honor to be be on the podcast. And um, I know you got some really great topics for us to discuss today, stuff that's just on brand with me. So, man, I'm excited to get into it and give some audiences maybe some some information, or some insights about me that they, they didn't know before. Yeah,
0: yeah. I appreciate you coming on, man. Honestly, I've been thinking about asking you for a while because I feel like we were kind of like on the same type of level. We've been like connecting over our social media and whatnot about uh, our little microdosing journey and all that good stuff. So yeah, what's what's new? What's What's going on in your life?
1: Man, um, I just got to Houston literally two weeks ago. I, I uh, moved out to uh, to Texas. Um, recently, got a new job in the similar space. I work in consumer product sales, specifically on the gym and fitness side. And it was this Swedish-based um, energy drink company called um, Noco N O C C O. I'm here. I'm sitting here and having one right you're now. To,
0: you're gonna have to send me some of these because I don't know, man. I don't know if it's gonna compete with Rain.
1: You know, I am I'm Yeah, definitely have to hook you up because, um, <laughs> bro, you know what's crazy about this brand, real quick, is um, I saw them all over California back in 2019 when I first moved out there to work with my last company. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you see something new in this space, so many brands come and go. I think it's like 800 new energy brands come, but 1% make it. Some kind of crazy percentage, right? Usually yeah. most brands don't make it. So I'm just like, oh, this is another brand that's not going to be here. And I kept seeing them all over from L.A. to Portland, Seattle. And so, um, you know, when I got out of LA for my last company, just because of LA, my last company was great, but they reached out to me and they were looking at somebody to help grow the territory on the West Coast. I'm like, no, I'm done with LA. And then I'm like, well, <laughs> hey, we got something in Texas. My first thought was, no, I don't want to move to Texas. Like, I j- literally just got home to Atlanta from two and a half years in LA. I'm in Atlanta. I'm with my friends, family, everything's good. And then I start, you know, talking to them and I start asking about Texas to different friends and family and heard nothing but good things so nomad yolo i'm out here in texas i'm literally two weeks in and i feel like i made the right decision so you you,
0: you moved out there for this company
1: yeah yeah this was a yolo move for to uh to help grow this brand and you know it's not just for the company too right houston and texas in particular is super affordable so when i was looking at you know just some building wealth going into the going to the future, I'm like, well, if I can cut my cost and I, you know, and, and do the type of
0: work that I'm doing, Texas is the perfect spot to do that. Man, I actually don't know how you deal with the heat. I would I don't know if I'd be able to live down there. Like when because I when I would did the boxing fight down there, right? We never oh, yeah, really right. we never really talked much when I was down there. Like yeah. there, was, there was a lot going on, but Dude, any time I stepped foot outside, I was drenched in sweat. Like, I was uncomfortable. It was just, like, it was not, it was not okay. And it's, what's, what's it like down there right now? Hot? Right
1: now, it's 76 degrees. A little bit of humidity. I mean, I just, I just ran nine miles. I took my shirt off in the middle of it. I'm like, oh, this is great. It's January. I'm literally <laughs> running around the
0: park with no shirt. Man, man, like, here in Newfoundland, so we just got, like, I think we had 35 centimeters of snow. Um, it was minus 18, um, and then the very next day it rained all day, and it it was four it was it was 14 degrees, and there's like no snow anywhere to be seen. So like that's, Jeez. that's I know Newfoundland is like a weird province, and it's it's always so up and down. You'll get like four or five seasons in like one day, and yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, you,
1: you had me at a negative temperature, like yo, I'm good. <laughs> like I'm
0: good. I, ice plunged, like it, it finally thawed out, but like it was that cold the other day. I I had like the sledgehammer, and I was like trying to beat the ice open to get in it, and it was probably like this much ice. Like it's cold. Cold plunges are are fucking shitty, and I know that you're doing. Um, I know that you're doing 75 hard now. How's um, that? This is day one. Oh, you just started. Okay, this so is
1: this is day one. I, this is my attempt number eleven. Um, <laughs> I get better. I swear, I get better and better at this thing. The more often I try it, hopefully, this is the time I get through. I feel like I am. You know, what it is when you're in a new city, a new place, just less of your normal distractions. Mm. Um, you know, fitness became a big part of my life last summer. Just, just through this, just after doing the challenge USA, I really wanted to take my fitness. Uh, seriously so i'm kind of continuing that trend and 74 is going to be really like the way to be like okay houston okay uh noco okay david like you know i'm really serious about you know why i'm here and and you know just taking care
0: of myself yeah man i honestly if like if did you listen to the podcast to like the andy uh i listen listen to the one where he kind of goes over the details the, the 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 details yeah so like technically. I never really finished 75 hard so like my first time doing it uh I I went the whole 75 days I did all the all the like the two workouts I did most of the things but there was like a couple I had a couple slip-ups and not no alcohol I never drank any alcohol like I think the slip-ups were um like maybe not reading like 10 pages a day like I kind of like said fuck it one day but like really if you don't do every single thing to the t you fail, and you're supposed to start over right so i like to tell myself that i finish it but in yeah if i actually went by the rules then no but no the reason why i was talking about the cold plunge um if you looked into like live hard so then yeah so like there's like three phases after one of them is taking like a cold shower every single day dude so the other day, when I couldn't fucking beat the ice out, I took a cold shower. Whew. Cold showers are actually worse than, than ice plunge. I don't know why. There's something about getting an ice plunge. It's just, it's very still. But having that cold water, just, just try it. Have you Man, done it? The, the, Have you, yeah, because
1: because the water is constantly coming in. Oh. You want to, like, you, you want to, it doesn't, you know when you get that panic breathing so I supposed to control that breath, through it? Yeah. I feel like in a cold plunge, it happens. But then you kinda like you settle down, you kinda yeah. get into a good state of like flow and control. When you're in a cold shower, that shit's just like it's crazy, it's loud, you know, it's just like it's chaos. It's chaos.
0: Have you ever um, have, have you ever
1: done it? A cold shower? Yeah, I've done I've done both. Um I haven't done the everyday one. So maybe, you know, if I get to stage two of this whole thing, that um, you know, I'll be able to experience that yeah like I'm,
0: I'm doing this challenge now with um this company OtherShip, ship and it's like we're we do a cold plunge every single day for, Is that that's
1: the breathing app or yeah, I mean, that's it's, what's it's, to, it, yeah
0: yeah it's a breathing app yeah so um it's called like the play it cool challenge and i've been going in every single day and every single day it sucks and they like with everything nowadays they say there's a ton of health benefits and yeah. you know what i mean so like i'm doing it but like I'm not really noticing a huge difference, right? So like you can go on YouTube like I, and and research like the health benefits for like like asana, the benefits of that and then the benefits of the cold plunge and like it's kind of the same. So like I'm sometimes I question myself like am, am I really like jumping in this cold plunge for a good reason or could I just You know like, what I
1: think? You know how awesome I think these things are outside of the biological benefits which you can argue everybody's subjective and different. The fact that you willingly do something difficult that you don't have to, yeah, is already kind of like it's like building that foundation of resilience. It's like, yeah. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. And so, if you can do a cold plunge, then you can write that blog, you can yeah. record that podcast, you yeah. can create that content because those things are way easier than suffering through a cold plunge, so even though in those things you might suffer a little bit because you don't want to do it. Something you're not you don't want to do it, it is a little bit of suffering, but you can do a co-plunge, like, it makes
0: all those things easier. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, that, that, I, I like having challenges like that. Like That's why I did 7 of my part, and that's why I'm doing this, because I find if I if I don't have something that I'm working towards, but don't have a challenge, but don't have like an obstacle in front of me, it's like I'm kind of like a little bit empty inside.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, man, 100%. That's what I got into last. Man, let me th- this this running thing. So I, I have a goal right now to run a thousand miles this year um that's yeah yeah. i got i
0: got got the i got the 29.4 kilometers ran this month that's not really a lot but
1: thousand divided by 365 that's like 2.7 miles a day right let's call it a 5k a day a few days off right um it's tough That's tough. Yeah. The only reason, you know, only even reason I even, when I told people, I told my coworkers, I think our first meeting, they're like, what are your New Year's resolutions? I'm like, I wanna run a thousand miles. And other people are like, I wanna eat healthier or I wanna, you know, make better food decisions. I'm just like, I want, here's this numerical, real goal of a thousand miles. And so what it does for me is it makes fitness is, I'm conscious of fitness and being healthy. But when I have to think about dedicating, Something that isn't always fun, um, that can be painful sometimes. As you know, it's kind of boring compared to some other fitness things that I do. Mm. But it is just this hard goal that's going to make me consistently have to train and be, be be fit. Last week I was in Miami with my company; they were celebrating a really successful year. Lucky me, I just joined, and then and I get to participate in the success, even though I didn't contribute as contribute yeah but anyways we're in miami having a good time and um you know this company you know we like to go out and and party have tequila and if you if you want to it's not pressure but you know if you want to have those drinks so i'm like hell yeah i'm turning up in miami having a good time (laughs) but i would turn up with the team get not get a lot of not get a lot of sleep wake up and i'm like okay if i want to get to a thousand miles i know this is a random wednesday morning I could probably get by without running today. But if I want to hit that goal, I kind of have – these are going to be days like this to where I made bad decisions and I got to just suffer through it. So I wake up and I'm just like, let me just go run one mile. If I can run one mile, then that will get me closer to my goal. And usually what happens is I run one mile and I'm like, oh, this hurts, but it's not that bad. And I run two and I might run up to four miles. And so what I've learned only in a couple of weeks is that, you know, even if you just move this much towards your goal, you'd be surprised your body might respond differently. Or what my mind is telling me, like, oh, David, you have a hangover. You can't run. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can. I can run.
0: It you sucks, can. but I can run. You, you can. You can literally do whatever you want. It's just people are very, very comfortable. I, I like, set a little goal for myself. Um, I'm trying to burn over 1,200 calories a day. So, like, the other night it was, I think it was, like, 10, 30, or 11 o'clock at night. And, like, I was fucking tired, man. I looked at my thing. I'm like... God damn it man it's cold outside i'm like you know what i'm just gonna go for a run so i went for a little three three kilometer run came home i was like who's feeling all good and shit and yeah you just you just gotta do shit but like most people don't want to do shit they don't want to they don't want to put in that that extra work you know what i mean so yeah that's a, a good goal i find a lot of people will make new year's resolutions i, I spoke about this the other day on my instagram it's like They'll do nothing all year, right? They'll get that motivation, and they're like starting mm-hmm. out the year strong. Woo! Let's get it, and then it just dies off, and then they just go back to their old shitty habits, and, and it's, it's yeah. just it's just a cycle over and over and over again, right? Um, I don't really make New Year's resolutions. I just I always want to just have a better year than what I had the year before, and I, I've I've found that as I as I'm getting older, every single year. I look back on it and like, man, I did a lot of shit. Like, that mm-hmm. was a great year, but you know what? I'm gonna do more this year. And like that's that that's my goal to just keep having like sick years. Yeah. I, I
1: think you're speaking into this thing I started saying. Um the new year, new me. You know, that was a big thing. That was a big thing for a little while. I don't even say that anymore. I'm like, New Year, better me. Is, yeah. is the is is the thing I'm saying. Um, I don't have New Year's resolutions either. I just put like I'll just put different goals that seem tough, that's going to take some consistency. Maybe one thing is just this enormous goal of, I mean, I need to go travel to another country, which means I need to be more, you know, uh, more financially, uh, more financial stewardship and make sure that I am, you know, have that as a goal financially to be able to go somewhere or running a thousand miles. The, the, the benefit of running a thousand miles is I'm going to be consistently in shape, maintaining my body all year long. So only way that can happen. Um... But no, man, not, I think not having New Year's resolutions, just having big goals, even if you don't reach them. I even tell the people this, like, it's okay to have a goal you don't reach because you still had a journey of getting to how far you got to. Yeah. Um, yeah. One example last year is uh, I had the same lofty goal. I wanted to run 1,000 miles. Same goal. Same you goal never, I had last did, year. You never did it? I got to 540, but I did the yeah. show and I relocated and I, got, I only got into running over the summer. So... Although I didn't get to a thousand miles, I had the most miles I ever ran in a year. So I didn't get to that crazy goal, but I still had a personal record. So I still walked away from the year as a win. I'm like, okay, well, I'm getting closer to that crazy thousand year thousand mile goal. I feel like this year is going to happen. So, not having resolutions, just having better me, I think that's man, yeah, that's that's what more people need. And that way, you don't fall off of something, right? You just like, yeah, pro- progress is better than perfection.
0: Fuck yeah. perfection.
1: No perfection.
0: And you feel better. Like, I I tell people this all the time, right? Because, like, everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people will think that, like, health and fitness, like, you got to fucking eat plain chicken and rice and you got to do shit you don't want to do. But, like, literally, if you just, okay, for for example, like, over Christmas, I was, I was, like, drinking quite a bit and I was having fun and kind of before that I went on a trip and, like, my mental health was kind of shit. And like I could like really notice it in my head, and I was like down on myself and had no motivation. Started it's what January 16th, 15th, or whatever. Like two yeah. weeks, two weeks into January, and I'm just right back on track. I got my goal set. I'm microdosing again, and I'm fucking feeling like top level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it it don't take long. And like when just say if you don't lose the 10 pounds that you, you 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 set out to lose but mentally you're feeling fucking great like that to me that that that's what health and fitness is about it's more than just muscles and whatever like it's it's your it's your mental health too
1: you, you i found just this just this past year that unless my unless i'm in a good space mentally um then my physical self is going to suffer yep like, I, if, my, if I'm not taking care of my mind, I'm not going to make the the right food decisions. I'm not going to make fitness decisions. I'm not going to make the right sleep decisions. Um, it's all sourced in how well, you know, my mental and emotional state. So I got to pay attention to that first, take care of David first. If I take care of David mentally, then the body's going to follow. Um, you know, same thing over the holidays. I had this crazy, I'm, I'm making these crazy PRs fitness-wise going from, like, literally June to all the way through October. About two months ago, around mid November, I started getting this interview process and I started this relocation process. So I'm relocating, new job, um, holidays. My fitness it just took a back seat. I was doing mm-hmm. a little bit, but it wasn't the priority it was for the last few months. And so I remember those different moments where I was kind of feeling guilty like, damn, like, I got down to like 183 weight wise and I was on my way to 170 something, which was a goal I had for the year. I was like, I'm going to reach 179 on the scale from like 1200. Then I didn't get there, and I probably gained several pounds over the holidays. And um, and I had to remember tell myself like you had life transition, like you were moving, and you at least learned how to have to like appreciate what I learned last summer going into the fall, and now I can just take that up a notch. Um, so I had to my mantra this year is perfection doesn't exist. If I can get over the idea of perfection, then um progress takes a priority and i just work a little bit better every day
0: yeah yeah i feel it man you you've been you've been on a mission the last couple of years so like yeah you, you had two seasons on uh was it was it back-to-back seasons of big back World? to back Whew. bro that's that's blows my mind because like i was in i was in the house for 64 days or something like that right and like what, what a lot of people don't know um reality TV, right? Like you go in and like, if you make it far, you're on such a high and like, they treat you like you're fucking God. And then you come out, they throw you out in the, in the, in the real world. And then that's mm-hmm. it. And you're, you're just a regular human, just like everybody else. But like people who t- tend to watch these shows, think you're like a, a half man, half amazing. Right. But like in reality, anybody could do these shows because they pick people from all walks of life. And yeah. some some people just excel more than others on the show. You know what I mean? But coming off and going back into the real world, it can really fuck with your mind. Um, so you doing back-to-back seasons. Like, was that t- was that tough oh. coming come, coming off the show or what? Oh
1: my goodness, man. It felt like Black Mirror, man. You've never seen Black Mirror. <laughs> I've Netflix. seen that, yeah. I seen that. Um, you know, the first time, there's no, there's nothing like walking in the house, realizing you're playing this game. It's the most surreal, My life, you know, I couldn't imagine my life going the way that it was, it happening. And then um, then you come off and you kind of think it's over. Especially if you did, I'm a competitor, I didn't win, so I was just like, okay, well, you know, this is over, it's time to move on. No, that, that wasn't the case. Like, you have uh, people who admire you, you have fans, you have haters, you have the highs and lows of social media. And there was no pamphlet, there was no guide, there was no, like, this is how you do it. When you get off um at least not for me and, and i hadn't been a big fan of the show so i didn't see how others managed post-show mm-hmm. um but no it's definitely tough mentally you um it goes against all of your social your social rules and cues like you know when you build trust with someone you know um, it's for legitimate reasons and you know when you play this big brother game it's manipulation and so you have to go opposite of how you normally behave for most people anyway Come back to the real world and kind of act like that's over and not, you know, build the trust and and, and not, you know, not do the lies. And um, like being able to be completely naked in a bathroom without realizing there's no camera. Like actually do it (laughs) without leaving the towel on. Yeah. It took took me about a week to get over that. Bro, I
0: got I got exposed on my season. (laughs) There you go. So,
1: no, so you you got a head start on the OnlyFans.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah, and and then you did the, um you did the challenge. You do two two seasons of the challenge? Just one, just the just one. one. Okay, I actually didn't watch that uh, that season. I I just I just started watching the one that's currently on right now, but well, I missed the last the last few seasons. So the USA, is yeah, that, man, is that, is that, is that like kind of the same thing? Like, because I don't I don't really know whole
1: whole like. So so the challenge USA, it's you know Viacom and CBS they merged a couple years ago, and so mm-hmm. now. CBS is like, oh, MTV, Intellectual Properties, Challenge, whatever. They can now bring over these people. Same thing for MTV. It's kind of like the um, like Marvel Cinematic Universe coming together and get all these reality personalities under one umbrella. So they get to like make really cool shows at like the Challenge USA. So for me personally, um, my Big Brother experience was not that great. Um, I had a lot of pressure. Nobody African-American had won yet. I put that pressure on myself like many other African-Americans before because you want to be that first. You can see it. You, you know, they, The casting does a great job of making you feel like you can win because they're supposed to make you – they want you to go in the most confident. Yeah. You go in the most confident. And so to be unsuccessful two years in a row and then all of a sudden you get a chance to play another game, which is very rare. Let yeah. me speak to um, – wait, let me just put it out there really quick, especially people who have watched me. I was first off of my Big Brother experience, first person off my first show, which is already traumatized, everything you go through to get on, then to come back, and then to go on to a third show. This has not happened in reality TV. This is not the norm. Um, It's quite the exception. I've spoken to many other first-out reality contestants among several different shows, and they're just like, David, how? And I'm just like, I don't know, but I'm so grateful. Um, If my reality adventure ended right now, I'm winning because I just continue. You got another chances, but back to the challenge USA, uh, man, that was my redemption experience actually won a couple of times. Um, I feel like I defied some of the odds and some of the perspectives that some people had on me on the game. Mm. Um, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of healed a lot of wounds I had from big brother where I didn't win anything that affected the game. Where on this one. I, you know, I had a couple of opportunities to, to, to get in there and fight and stay, And so, A, it gave me my confidence back or allowed me to see, you know, how powerful I can be. It also made me realize I can be in much better shape, you know, compared to what I was. The fact that all the old guys got to the end. And then, C, like, if I don't ever do a reality TV show again, like, I'm okay with that because I had some redemption. Like, I I, I feel confident in what I was able to do. And what I didn't, what I wasn't able to do, I still gave him a max effort. So, man, it was um, lucky
0: lucky you've great. been having a lot of a lot of life-changing uh, experiences eh yeah man my life is a movie it my is, is movie. <laughs> and yeah then as of recently we've been kind of connecting over social media and uh um microsoft and kind of sent you out some products and stuff like that we've been connecting through all that type of stuff so how do you have you been finding that
1: man so um I got into this, this, the, how, how,
0: how did you get into that? Like, besides, like, besides like me reaching out, like, were you doing, were you microdosing before me? like Yeah. Of- so I
1: experimented a little bit, you know, I think the pandemic, um, you know, full of transparency, we you know we were all going through it mentally. Um, you know, cannabis was something that's been part of my life for a little bit of while now. Pandemic just upped this usage. I think a lot of people, I mean, the fact that the dispensaries were open, right during the pandemic was a big show of like what people needed in terms of just as a distraction from what was going on so I had a roommate at the time um this guy was a marine suffering from PTSD actively during the pandemic and he's like yo I got some mushrooms and I'm just like bro I'm not doing that like I, that's that you know what I mean like I didn't I was so ignorant but I was like bro that's not that white people stuff I'm not messing with that. I'm not doing it like you know what I'm saying And my, he, he, was, he was white but he was cool he was cool and so we just laughed at that because we were like bro come on it's not even it's like it's truly an indigenous you know yeah. it's been a yeah it's an indigenous thing but you know that's just me being ignorant to what his yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. benefits was so and uh, <laughs> so you know I try it and um, you know I have this high experience and our usage wasn't we want to party and have a good time. I think there's a lot of confusion that people see mushrooms as just go party, go to a rave. People can do that and have a good time. But for me, it was like therapeutic for some of the trauma and my own PTSD for maybe the reality TV shows and everything. Like it really showed me a different perspective, completely changed my life and allowed me to get into microdosing on the healing side. Now. You hit me up saying, hey, I got this company based out of Canada, you know, it's it's official. Like, it's not some person that's sourcing their, you know, it's an official company and I checked out the website and I was just like, wow, like, this is actually legal someplace. Like, this is a beautiful, beautiful thing and I get to, to experiment and and be part of not just taking this, this medicine, you know, and hoping it works or reading what should happen and like, oh, like, am I healed? Am I better? Is my Mm. trauma better? But there was, like a training with feedback, with, you know, a change and, and trying to notice patterns of behavior. And like, so man, the, um, I forgot the name of what that
0: process was called. Yeah. So like, um, we, uh, a, a few of us would just jump on zoom call and like, we would just kind of go over like microdosing and whatnot. And like, that's the, the, the good thing about Simon, They're very like, they'll give you a lot of information for, for what you need. Right. It's not yeah. just like, there's a lot of other companies, like there's probably thousands of microdosing companies and majority of them, you just go on the website and it's just big smiley face here. Take this pill. We'll be happy. Yeah. But like with microcybin, it's actually like you, they got articles and like you can talk to them and like answer any, any of your questions. Right. So that's why I think microcybin stands out. Um, but yeah, no, I learned a lot over those few weeks, like just kind of listening to what they had to say, like hearing other people's stories and stuff like that. And I thought, go ahead.
1: I was just say, you know what I think it is? The analogy I, I try to put my brain when it comes to microdosing with my micro, micro like we did with the training versus just doing it by yourself is on one side, I'm going to LA fitness, right? If it's just me, I'm going to LA fitness. I'm going to write out my program. I'm just going to go in there and just figure it out. I'm going to get, it's going to work. It's going to be effective. I'm gonna get in decent shape versus Microsoft, where boom, I have this coach, this experience, and he's like, "Hey, today we're focusing on this. This should be a result. This is your stimulus. This is how you should feel, and this is what you should be looking for." So, like, I feel like it accelerated whatever you're gonna do by yourself. It just takes it to a brand new level and opens your eyes up to things you would never imagine instead of you just taking a solo.
0: So, but you- during those couple weeks, though, like I did find when when we we kind of stopped doing the Zoom calls and stuff. I like almost just like fell off a little bit, but like when I was showing up every Saturday and I was like surrounding myself with you guys and listening and all this stuff, I was like really like locked in with the microdosing and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's just. Maybe it's
1: like the, the fact that there's an accountability, like how yeah. was your week? What happened? Where, you yeah. know, you want to, you want to contribute because, you know, for us, we get the benefit you know, it was a really great program. I feel like that's something that people would pay for. And we got to be kind of, you know, um, not guinea pigs in a negative sense, but in a way we got the chance to just understand and get feedback. Um yeah, yeah. And so it was, it was nice. It was almost like just having a weekly, not therapeutic call, because we didn't get into too deep of a level of stuff, but it was, it was enough for us to kind of understand like what the intention was and how to language patterns of behavior there's a lot more to it
0: like there's a lot more to microdosing than just yeah taking i missed the, i
1: missed two or three of them so i missed some very big topics that i still have to kind of go back and, continue and that's, that's explore, why like well. you,
0: you have to use the 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 microdosing instead of just trying to get the microdosing to do everything for you and then that's why a lot of people don't understand they'll they'll buy microsybin and they'll take a couple pills and they'll be like well i don't i don't feel shit I'm not, I'm not like I'm hearing you talk about this every day, but how it's changed your life. But like I took two pills and I don't feel nothing. I'm like, well, there's a lot more to it than just popping a pill and then going on about your day. You know what I mean? But I, I feel
1: like most people need to understand that it is. You're not taking Adderall. And having this dopamine hit of productivity. Um, That's something I used to take that I quit at the assistance of microdosing, right? Um, so you're not going to get that, boom, I'm high on amphetamine type feeling. It's going to be very, very, very subconscious. You're not going to actively feel it. And I feel like what happens is it's just got this residual effect when you look back over a couple of months, you're like, oh, there's been a shift, very subtle shift, mm. and you kind of continue to build on that shift. Um, but in this culture of immediate gratification, you're not going to get that with this. it actually takes you showing up and putting in some work. Go to the gym, put your work in. Not one day, every day, six months. Look back on those six months, you're like, oh, you know, same thing. Your brain, you're like, oh wow, like, yeah, I can really meditate and get into a deep state of meditation where I couldn't do that a year ago,
0: bro. There, I got a, I got a video when um, Microcybin first sent me the stuff. Right, I, yeah. You know what's fucking fucked up? I thought these guys were a scam because <laughs> they, they contacted me and I went to their page and like they never had that that big of a following. And I was like, there's no way that there's this mushroom company wanting to send me mushrooms. I'm like, what the, what the fuck is going on? You're right. You're like, I almost I almost never even opened it. I said, fuck it. But I was like, you know what? L- let's say hello. And then they called me. And this, this, this guy I'm chatting with, he's like, oh, yeah, bro, like we'll give you all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll figure it out, not, I guess. I'm not
1: going to say no to free stuff, you know? Yeah,
0: so they send me it. And and anyways, the whole point of this is if you listen to that, if you listen to me talk on that video and like, well, for me personally, when I watch it, I'm like, I'm cringing. I'm like, what the fuck? And like you compare that to like now – maybe like seven or eight months later and like, you listen to one of the videos. It's like, I I'm talking a lot differently than what I would normally talk back then. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's just wild. Like you don't really see huge changes, but then like when I kind of look at a video like that and listen to how I'm talking and yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it is life changing stuff.
1: 100%. What I feel like, And we talked about this on one of the calls. Um, Two things I kind of tell people, depending on who they are. I'm like, first I ask them, have you seen The Matrix, right? If they say yeah, then I'm like, okay, I took the red pill. You know, a couple years ago, last summer, I've gotten deeper and deeper into it. Um, But it's just, it's like this, it's just hyper awareness of my, of me existing, you know, to where sometimes I'm like, man, I've really gone down a hippie, a little bit of a hippie now. It kind of feels that way, you know what I mean? Like I'm just very much like into the present moment, being calm, and and I feel less distracted by society and the random things. Like you know, I'm I'm hyper. Okay, put it like this: I'm hyper aware of like what I'm just. I'm going to start naming just random things I feel different about myself. Right, I'm hyper aware of where my attention goes. For someone who's suffering from ADHD, to where I've just been blind to where my consciousness goes, moment to moment, what makes me excited. Now I'm like, okay like oh the news wants me to pay attention they want me to feel a particular way especially the news now where cnn fox whatever who whatever it is right they want to write an article that makes me feel a certain emotion so i can get into it and read it mm. and now i kind of pause i'm like ooh i don't want to feel whatever they're trying to make me feel so i'm not going to read it or i'm not going to turn that channel on or i'm not going to watch it i will respond i don't like being told, told what to feel And then, B, um, a higher level of empathy and patience. Um, You know, I feel like before I was subconsciously very judgmental. I see somebody and, you know, if they're overweight, I see somebody that's being lazy or suffers from willpower. Now, I see somebody, I'm like, well, you know, they just haven't maybe unlocked something or maybe... um, you know if they're driving slow on the road maybe they're older maybe i don't need to get frustrated that they're driving slow like why am i getting where am i trying to go
0: like mm-hmm. you know what i mean
1: stuff like that where i'm just like there's so many moments where i was just frustrated by some external source for whatever reason now i don't get frustrated by yeah. it it's like i'm just controlling my emotions
0: dude dude <laughs> i got a story for you so like i was at a bar one time right and i was yeah. i was with um i was with my friend and she had her friend there and we were all like sitting at a table together right yeah and i'm just sitting here talking to like my friend's friend and i'm i'm telling her a story and that and she she's laughing whatever and like we're we're just all being friendly this this girl's boyfriend walks in the bar and like he's just really really drunk and he he comes he he comes up to me right and he's like kind of standing over me like just being like, who the fuck do you think you are? And like, so old Adam, right, would have probably got up too I mean, like, man, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know what I mean? And probably probably yeah. get heated. We'd probably get in the scrap. But I just sat there and I was like, like, I was like, this guy's really, really mad. Like he's like, there's something going on. And it's like I was like being more aware. I was like this guy got some issues, man. And I'm like, honestly, I wish I could help him. So I was like, dude, why don't you just come sit at the table? Like, like it's everything is just relaxed. And he's flipping out even more like trying to fucking grab me. And I'm like, dude, I hope you, I hope you have a good day, man. Like, just sat there and I was just really like cool. And his, his friends had to like come grab him. He was like losing his mind. He walked away. I was like, man, I I wish I could just have a conversation with him because I feel like at some point in my life, I was probably that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And one thing that's kind of huge for me, um, like I'm in this new relationship now, and I have found that all the work that I'm doing on myself, both with using the microdosing, being aware, and like uh, getting control of my emotions, my relationship is a lot better, like way better mm. than any relationship I've ever had before in my life. Because wow. be- before, I was like stuck in these, in stuck in my mind, thinking I was right and putting the blame on everybody else, and I probably was that guy that jealous mm-hmm. jealous shithead coming in the bar like oh, fuck you you know what i mean yep but uh yeah it's, it's, I, it's i came to a realization well last year that i was probably like 60% of the problems in in all the relationships that i have ever been in but like in during that time i didn't think i was doing anything wrong but now when i look back i'm like man you had a lot of growing up to do bro
1: it, it changed it, it it changes the the perspective shift man it's yeah the patience you get when people get upset I feel like there's just there's 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 this hyper awareness of your emotions most times right not all the time not not perfect doesn't exist so it's this it's this stop gap of oh okay i have a, I have a story too um. So I was doing this job search. Obviously, I'm with Noco now, but prior to this, I was, I had two offers kind of sitting. Um, one with this healthcare company; it's gonna be really good money. Both both companies are gonna have some just great career movements. Like, mm. uh, but I also really, really wanted to go back on the challenge. So I was training for that. My heart wasn't into finding a job. I'm like, they're gonna call me back. I got to be ready this time because I'm gonna go win this money. And. This other career moment, come this other job opportunity comes on on LinkedIn. It's actually even more in this space on a higher level. Um, it was just, you know, it was the most beautiful thing. They accelerated them for the entire hiring process. Um, they were offering me a good, just good finances. And I was just blown away. I remember that weekend. I remember thinking, damn, like I have an interview, my final interview on Monday. Got this presentation together. Did it. Got an email that night from the recruiter. Mind you, they just accelerate the entire process. I talked to all the different people. I'm thinking I'm in. She says, "Hey, you know, we found that maybe it's not the right fit, blah blah blah." And I two other jobs that I had, I kind of just kind of put them to the side, told them to wait, and they both I lost both of them. This one tells me no. And so I'm just like, I had all these opportunities in my hands, and I literally literally just went Phew. It was a Monday night, and I, and I remember just feeling, I felt the anxiety come on, thinking what if, what I could have done, what I could have put together for the presentation, um, how I could have con- communicated to these other opportunities for the, for the jobs. Like, I was really, like, ruminating, ruminating, ruminating. It was a bad feeling. And I had to sit there, and I had to be like, okay, 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 I'm sad. I'm disappointed. I'm anxious because I need a job. I'm sad because I didn't get it. And then, so I really sat with the feeling. Then I was like, okay, am I going to die? No, 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 I won't. Do I have food to eat later? Yes. Can I come back to the gym and train tomorrow? Will there be other jobs and more opportunities? Yes. So I had to like, I had to like go through it, sit in that feeling, understand why, and start kind of putting my language around, okay, what does it mean Then it wasn't the right fit?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. But I think we covered a lot of good topics and um, I won't keep you much longer because I know you got a busy schedule and whatnot, but appreciate you coming by. And uh, if you want anything to add, if you want to add your socials, anything like that where people can find you, let us know.
1: Yeah, no, please. Uh, man, Adam is a pleasure. We, we covered some good topics. I feel like this is, we're going to need a follow up. Um, I, I would say I think success successfully completing my 75 hard bring me back on i want to come in come back on talking about the challenges hardships all the different stuff but for those that are listening if you want to just follow the journey i'm going to be pretty open about the commitment to it the ups and downs of it it's i am david underscore alexander on instagram that's pretty much where all my content is going to be it's going to be around fitness lifestyle mental health mental, fit, mental fitness weight loss all the things that I think we want, but I'm just going to actually try to go after it and show my process. So if you want to tag along, come on and check it out. Um, Adam, it's been a pleasure. Anyway, brother, thank you for coming by, and uh, we'll be talking soon.